0: Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorce mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to The Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. One thing you might not be short of during your divorce and property or children's settlement is lots of pieces of advice, but mum and I have sifted through everything and using mum's knowledge of 35 years of legal experience, we're going to tell you what we think are the best pieces of advice that you should follow during your property, children's or divorce settlement. Hello, mum. Welcome. Hello, Laura. (laughs) Um, as mum pointed out everyone gets plenty of advice from everybody telling them what they should and shouldn't do hey mum
1: yeah Yeah. tracy in the tea room and daryl the plumber they (laughs) all have
0: a (laughs) we sat down after an event that we recently did guest speaking together at and Mm -hmm. we sat down and, and listed what we thought the best pieces of advice were that if we could reach out to anyone going through a property settlement, a children's custody, parenting settlement, or just their basic divorce or just separating, these are the best pieces of advice that we wish all of you would know and would make mum's life as a lawyer, if you're a client, (laughs) so much easier and also make your life, your kids' lives and your ex-partner's life so much easier. So mum, let's start with one of the the simple ones, yes. Um, and I'm going to describe it, and then you, I'd like you to tell them why legally it's going mm-hmm. to help them. Because this isn't wishy washy kumbaya stuff. This is legally good stuff. Remembering this is practical. Remember, it's general advice only, and yep. should always see your lawyer um, or speak to someone because everybody's circumstances are different. But I'm pretty sure the first one, staying <laughs> off social media, I keeping your all over. dirty laundry <laughs> off facebook instagram tiktok you know snapchat um so why is it important that they stay off their social media mum because
1: people share on social media probably in my view anyway as an old-fashioned person probably a little more about their personal life than they want that they should than they should and certainly a lot more than they mean to and Mm. you might say something flippant um put a poo emoji on something I don't know but um to you it's no big deal but when it comes to court be prepared to see that attached printed out and attached to an affidavit and some mm. guy in a robe say and madam on the night of such and such at 10 15 pm had you been drinking <laughs> what did you mean when you said this so so it becomes yeah. it's a gold mine uh if your mm. ex is doing it. It's great. Mm. Get copies, print it out. Um, mm. But no, it's 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 never any, of any benefit. If you try to mm. put something positive, it's just self-serving and it's not evidence anyway. But yeah, people yeah. reveal their true selves. So don't say one thing um, in your material, in your affidavits, and to your lawyers, and be doing another thing on the on the back, uh, you know, in That's... Facebook and TikTok. So yes, yeah, stay off it. Stay off it.
0: So, I mean, obviously people use social media as a way to, you know, connect with friends, let people know how they're going. But sometimes, uh, especially if it can come back and bite you legally in the butt, you don't want to. And you might say, Mum, what's wrong with saying I'm going through a difficult divorce or my ex is being a pain or, I don't know, someone's trying to, I don't know, whatever it is that they're writing. So, like you said, it will be used in court potentially to Mm -hmm. show Whatever it is Look, they want to show, so you might not be saying straight out
1: that your ex is a so and so, but someone else might comment that they that it is and let on that they know about it. So you, mm. you really should just use messenger and text messages mm. if you know they're not being hacked by some drongo out there who's you know found yeah. a way of getting into yeah. them. Um, yeah, but okay, yes, the all right. Time being, tell them. Yeah, you, tell your friends you're taking a little social media holiday.
0: Yes. And even if you do have a coercive controlling partner or a domestic violence situation, if you're putting just photos of where you are on social mm-hmm. media, you know, you know, that could be dangerous yes. as well. So if you're you need to consider social media during your divorce, if you're not in a domestic violence situation, you've got to keep your private life private because the court doesn't like that. Yeah. And and there's a law, isn't there, to say that you can't discuss proceedings
1: you're not supposed to supposed to discuss family law proceedings in a way that might identify them and because your name is on your social media and your friends all know who you are if you say Mm. something about an order that says the children this they know Mm. which children they know what case so don't yes and and, you know remembering that if you've got a a narcissistic ex and you just post things about narcissists over and over again (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it doesn't help But it might hinder because they may say, "Well, you're obsessed. You just think everyone's a narcissist." Um, That's right. Yes. So you've got it fair, but that's the reality.
0: Yeah. So just remind yourself. Maybe you know, ring your friends, have a chat with your friends, meet them up for coffee, get your outlet that way. Mm -hmm. Now. Number two, and this one is an important one. It, um, it's keeping it together because there's a potential that they that can be used against you. And 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 I know going through a divorce is very sad. It's stressful. It's, it's you know whatever. Yeah. Everybody I have speak to who goes through a divorce, nobody just breezes through it like it's no big deal. Maybe Elizabeth Taylor after her seven. No, but, no, but no, no. Okay, <laughs> so no one, no, no one breezes through a divorce. No. She left her. So we-
1: Last X, money in her will, and I think she missed him. Oh, yeah.
0: that's lovely. <laughs> so, but so why is it important okay. legally as... To so, keep it
1: together. So so that no one can level an accusation at you. I think if it's only a property settlement, you can cry your eyes out. But if there's children, okay. um, you need to be seen to be keeping it together, like those ducks on the pond, you know, with the legs going. Who knows what's going on underneath? But you <laughs> yeah. get up, put your lippy on, to quote Elizabeth Taylor, get up, get dressed, mm-hmm. put your lipstick on and turn up every day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I've always said to my ladies, mostly cry in the shower if you've got children Um, Mm. You're going to have to be a damn good actress or actor through this phase, but you have to look like you've got it all together. And and self-care helps.
0: Yeah, self-care. But what are some examples of ways that it can, like, so say, for example, Mm. um, you know, I do know of a lady, uh, one of my friend's mums, just packed up and stayed in bed for two months, just completely completely you know what happens if someone does that or just really can't keep it together and is crying or you know not getting not doing the things that you normally would do I th- I like it- kind of after any breakup some people yeah. just stop doing that they, they wear tracksuit pants they yeah. eat ice cream yeah. but h- how how is that bad in court
1: um it's a reasonable amount of it's not bad i mean there are of course so many of us genuinely affected our mental health is affected by the breakup particularly Mm. if you've got a rubbish ex or if the marriage you know came to an end in a sudden shocking way um so a little bit of that is forgivable uh you don't want to be seen to be wallowing um and Mm -hmm. if you've got children you need you can't parentify your kids so what the court looks for is that you're getting help, that you're getting appropriate treatment, that you've taken steps. You know, the Irish um, way of doing things was to uh, have what I call a doona day, but stay in bed for a day whenever anything got too overwhelming. And I think we should bring that back. I I agree. (laughs) I think we could say, I declare today a doona day. (laughs) Um, But yes, so self-care, drag yourself out to meet your friends, keep doing the stuff that you used to love, exercise if that's what it means, will get your endorphins up, but you Mm. need to be functioning. You don't want to allow them to capitalise on your distress and make it even Mm. worse. It it can be a spiral. So, yeah, look like you've got it together. You've got to be believed in the court. Um, There's a lot of blokes in the court system um, Mm. that are not very – Keen on dealing with uh, fragile women, so mm. you know you need to be put your power suit on, take a, strike your power girl pose, and conduct yourself in public um, as though you've got it all together.
0: And then cry in the shower, yeah. But make That's sure right. you know
1: you don't want to give your ex the pleasure of seeing that they've they've managed to make you a, a sobbing wreck. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, and I guess one know. of the one of the uh, the factors that they look for for children is that they can be appropriately looked after and cared for. Yes, of course. course. if you're displaying signs that you're going off the rails, then that's not good for you in court. Get help, get back on
1: track, and then no matter what they say, you can have a track record of having got the help you need and addressing
0: the issues. Awesome. All right. Now, this one we get mentioned and asked. It's probably the second or third highest question we get every single time, and it is... My ex I has got a new part- partner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, my ex! My ex has had seventeen thousand girlfriends or uh, seventeen boyfriends, and they keep introducing them to the children, or they're sleeping over, and um, I think they're sleeping. You know, it, it, um, I don't think it's appropriate. What can I do? I don't. I don't want my daughter being introduced, or I don't want my son being introduced to them. Okay, so mum, the best piece of advice for all of those people who are like oh, my God, my ex has got a new partner and it's inappropriate, what do you say? And they're not going to like it, are they? No, you're not no. going
1: to like it. You have to let it go. Um, if your yeah. ex is prepared to parent in a way that introduces the children to a multiple of boyfriends or girlfriends um, and potentially confuse the children, uh, that, I'm afraid, is on them. Uh, what you do in your home with the children is your, your um, sort of, That's the way you're helping your children and you might be more guarded about introducing someone, but you can't control what happens in the other person's house. And so this is where I'm afraid we have to say that this person who is the father or mother of your children, you once regarded as suitable to be a father or mother of your children and uh, you're stuck with that choice that you made back then and what they mm. do now is none of your business, and you can't change things. I'm sorry, unless it's like an axe murderer or a, I don't know, a certified, you know, criminal. Yeah,
0: you'd you'd be hoping that that would, yeah, your even though they're your ex, they would make a just a decision to do that. But yeah, I have had so many messages from yeah. our listeners saying my ex has got a new partner. It's inappropriate. They've only just met you know yeah, two weeks ago and they're already doing things that's with his children. parenting
1: style or her parenting
0: style you have to yes. they have to roll with it and the children and legally legally from a legal perspective mum there is absolutely no. nothing no like i said unless there's something
1: seriously wrong with this other person uh mm. the court won't reach out and try to tell someone how to conduct their lives
0: and if you make a big hoo-ha about it and maybe yeah. write letters or complain, can that be used against you? In well, court?
1: yes, a little bit. It can portray you as manipulative and controlling and not over um, your relationship breakdown and therefore not okay. Mm. So mm. I think gather up your skirts if you're ladies or men, push up your sleeves and just walk away with whatever dignity you've still got left and mm. and don't just ignore it. Um, some people I think if they know it will cheese you off, will do it more often. Uh, so it's best just to, like bad behaviour in toddlers, just ignore it.
0: Yes, and I guess you have to have some confidence, maybe that your children, if they're older, mm. will be able to cope with it. You know, they can deal with that. And, yeah. And, and when they're older, that maybe they might need to see a psychologist if it's been really bad. But yeah. and young younger kids, you know, their memories aren't as long, so no. maybe they won't. And
1: they might not it. see it as as big a deal as you do. Mm. And you need to think. Am I upset because this human is replacing me in the marital bed or, you know, as the mm. partner of the thing rather than I, I'm upset about him hurting the children by introducing him to multiple people? Kids are pretty cool with stuff and it's more important, unfortunately, um, I have to say this to a lot of people, they need to know their parent warts and all. Just like mm. they would if you were still both together and made some questionable choices, you know, mm. uh, they. It's better that they know each of you, and uh, they might yeah. not have a problem with it. I think you need to do a soul searching, make sure it's not you that is yes. doing it. Yeah.
0: But unfortunately, there is nothing you can do about nothing it. So at don't all. don't waste your time. Just yeah, try and find a way to move forward. Talk mm. to your friends, and hopefully Generally. everything will work out. Yes. 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 Now, next one, Mum. So this one is a money-related one. There's two, actually, and it is... Sorry to interrupt this episode, but we have a really important announcement that very well might just help you out. Are you feeling confused, lost, scared, and overwhelmed by the family law legal jargon and processes? Join the club. Now it's your chance to empower, educate, and equip yourself with the legal know-how and tools you need to get divorced and finally settle. Introducing the DIY Divorce Blueprint, created lovingly by Mum and Me. We've downloaded Mum's Brains into 42 video lessons along with over a 100 templates and worksheets that you can use to create and settle your property and children's matters. Follow our guide and steps and templates to get yourself finally settled in divorce. Use it as a guide with your lawyer or without. But hopefully, using this DIY Divorce Blueprint, you can stay out of court and you can get it settled and sorted at a fraction of the price. Click the link in the show notes to find out more or go to divorcecourse.com.au backslash enrol. So this one is a money-related one. There's two actually, and it is no such thing as matrimonial.
1: No, no, non-matrimonial. (laughs)
0: Non-matrimonial assets and money. So can you explain what that means?
1: Yeah, sure. So to everyone's surprise, really, uh, the court looks at, if, if you were going to go to court and have a trial over property, They would look at the property as it exists on the day that you go to court. So, and they look at everything, everything in your possession, everything that you've got power over or control over. So, uh, if you've got money from Aunt Bessie that you've got coming to you after separation and it's still in a trust account somewhere and you've been really careful not to take it down that's still matrimonial property i'm afraid and it gets looked at it might be treated a little bit differently they might make like two lots of matrimonial property but there's no such thing as non-matrimonial assets so
0: yeah so we get a lot of messages from ladies saying once once we split i've got nothing they they're the the doctor or the the lawyer or the, I don't know, politician even that got all the money and I've got nothing, I've stayed at home. And the one thing that I wish that everyone would know is that you are entitled to some of that property and some of that assets, whether you earned it or not, because you did earn it by being a part of the family unit.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So don't be blindsided by that. And sometimes you'll have people come to, I have people come to me and say, oh, I'm not touching his super, that's not a matrimonial property, or Um, I've had this gold bar since before we got together and I'm not sharing it. Well, it's not matrimonial property or it's non-matrimonial, no no such thing. So everything comes in and the court gives a different um, division on some things perhaps if they're not really associated closely with efforts of the party during the marriage.
0: If you'd like more information about that, you can listen to our three uh, property settlement uh, part three series, and Mm. in that, Mum talks about what is considered and how they balance it out. Or you can do our divorce course and completely, fully go in depth there. But Mum, it's it's a really important matter because uh, I've done a couple of TikToks and and Instagram reels on this, saying Mm. it's everybody, it's all on the table for everyone, and you get people saying (sighs) um, horrible things. You get the trolls. more than one person has said, I'm one step ahead of you, honey. I've got a trust account. Ha. So <laughs> when, and, and I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I have this vibe that just because it's in a trust account or just because the business is in their name doesn't make a difference, does it?
1: It doesn't make much of a difference. No. If, yeah. if the trust account, so we read the trust account deeds very carefully. And mm-hmm. uh usually we can unpick them. And the court mm-hmm. basically says, as from Ascot Investments and Harper, a case many years ago, if the trust or a business or a company is basically a front for you, for that person, then it's into the property pool, you know. Yeah. If you give it to your... To your uncle Harvey to put in,
0: you know that's the other thing they say. They go, "Oh, I put everything in my kid's name before we got married. I, I've changed everything into my mum's name Ah. the day she left me. So you can't touch it now." In America, that might be different, but in Australia, it means tough luck. It doesn't help.
1: Usually, you'll find if they've completely given it given it away. Well, more for them because we'll say, oh, well, you've had that part of your assets and we'll add it back in, but we'll say you've already had it and given it to your uncle Harvey. But generally, with you look at those trust deeds, you see one person in that, you might have a 20, 30-page document trust deed, and the word I go through looking for is appointor. The person who is the A-P-P-O-I-N-T-E-R is the person who can remove the trustee and put a different one in. Um, they can appoint themselves trustee, they can put issue if there's shares or something in a company they can do all sorts of things so if if the most people won't give their money away without keeping some sort of control and that's the little loophole to look at but generally Uh, trust can be unpicked yeah so it doesn't really help So
0: take that you nasty person on instagram and tiktok (laughs) but next one the next one another money one and that is a lot of people messages saying oh I I don't want to do child support I feel bad like I I should be able to I want to be an independent I want to be able to do this on my own so with money what what do you say about child support to those that have children
1: I felt that way when I first separated I thought I can do this by myself um but then you realize it's it's not just you you're hurting it's the children and they're entitled Mm -hmm. to be properly supported and so in my generation um We grew up poor because our father wasn't there and it was, you know, are you sure you filled in that whole exercise book? Show me how small your pencil is before I buy you another one. And that's, the kids feel rubbish. They deserve, your kids deserve to be as well cared for as they were during your marriage. So do it for the children. It's not, um, you're not being kind by not doing it. You're being cruel to your own kids maybe and, uh, and, it won't affect anything, and who cares what your ex thinks about you anyway? They should not be um, reluctant to pay their right amount to support their kids. So, go get them, go get it.
0: It's, <laughs> it's easy. not gold digging ring up it's now, but at the
1: end of this, go online and put your claim in. You can always yes. choose to agree Just between yourselves that he'll pay direct or she'll pay direct, but yeah,
0: find out. <laughs> All right, next one. Okay. And this is a really good one, best piece of advice, and it is don't let it drag on. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Uh,
1: we talk about a lot about this in our course, Laura, with the letters and how we craft them. But don't let other people um, dictate your life. First of all, don't leave it too long before you do something. A lot of people leave it and then it becomes easier to not. And I think that's like taking a Band-Aid off one hair at a time. I think mm. you've got to get cracking on it because the sooner it's done the sooner you get on with your new life and what you're dreading or fearing might happen probably won't happen it's much much easier uh, to face it and do it now plus mm. what if you win lotto two weeks after um or <laughs> a year after you separated and you hadn't oh damn i wish i'd done that property settlement when i could have
0: <laughs> yeah because now he gets half yeah, now, gets, gets now
1: it's matrimonial
0: property <laughs> yes so look it's it's just all about you can it, it, I get some people. You know, they're going through the emotional side yes. as well as the legal side. And yes. sometimes I, I've, I, I've met a lot of people who seem to be letting the emotional bit heal first before they go the legal track. But the problem with that is, is the minute you go to wait till you heal and you're better in yourself mm. to start the legal side of things, you have to reopen all of those yes. wounds. You relive nice. everything again, and those people then. Are back in the emotional poop anyway, yeah. uh, you've just delayed it a lot longer. I think and- so.
1: I, I understand people who are still doing their doona days um, mm. who can't yet face things, mm. okay, uh, but you mm. can't let that drag on too long. And and sometimes I think, and maybe it's because I'm a weird lawyer, but sometimes I think (laughs) actually taking some steps to sell the house, get the property sorted, divide the super, sort out the kids is healing in itself because you can see Mm -hmm. yourself moving forward. So over the years, I had a lot of, mostly ladies, women who are very attached to their houses and they don't want to leave the house, but there's no way on earth they could afford the house in a property settlement, it's going to have to be sold. It's going to have to be divided, and I had people. One of the ladies separated twelve years, but she was miserable um, because she's still in the house but couldn't do anything. So I would um, send these ladies, usually women, out to look at little houses and townhouses on the weekends. And next thing mm. you know, they're quite excited to get rid of the big old millstone around their neck and buy something more manageable, more modern. So yeah, it, yeah, it's not, I think it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. I think once you get over that initial shock, nothing is as bad again. So you can, yeah. you know. Keep going on please.
0: Okay. So, and if you're listening right now, obviously you're ready to do something about it because you wouldn't be listening to the podcast. So if you are listening and you are keeping your head in the sand, like mum said, set yourself a goal to just do one thing this week that'll get you a little bit closer to the end goal. Now, mum, these two ones are about lawyers. So the best piece of advice if you've got a lawyer or if you haven't got a lawyer. And the first one is, see a lawyer, don't rely on your ex to tell you what's what. Yes. And see him for a quick consultation just to find out where you stand. Yeah. So, you know, what, why is that important? <laughs> why? Well, it's a dumb question, but why is it important not to rely on what your ex says well, because, is legally what's going to happen? Because your, your ex, even
1: if you still have a big soft spot for them, probably doesn't have your interests at heart. Um, the one, If your ex has been to see a lawyer, they probably know precisely what they're up for and they want to avoid it. So, they'll often say, oh, don't bother going to a lawyer. They'll just cost a lot. Um, so, don't bother going to a lawyer. They'll just cost a lot. Well, no, you're going to find someone you can go for an hour and just get a rough idea of where you stand. Uh, mm. Don't go to a lawyer. Um, we can, we can do it ourselves. We'll just keep our own super. No, we need to know what each super is. And, and that is part of the property pool, because remember, there's no such thing as non-matrimonial property. So, mm. I think that You can't be listening to your ex and this is part of pulling up your big girl pants or your big man's britches and going to get independent advice, that's what it's called, that pertains Mm -hmm. just to you okay
0: mm. and and even if you, you've been in a relationship maybe where your ex has been the one that's mm. gone and done the insurance and gone and done lawyer work maybe for other issues or dealt with mm. builders or you know they yes. did that kind of stuff and yes. you just you just come creative. home and say yep. they'd say i've done this this is what they've said and you just go mm. okay in this instance you're separating so mm. that even if you think they've got your best interest at heart even if they think they've got their your best interest at heart it is actually impossible Yes, to have someone's best interest at heart when you've got to decide who gets what, like, yeah. to be fair. To be honest, I mean, that's right. Even
1: even if you could swear, swear on oath that they wouldn't do anything to hurt you, the person they've got their advice from is giving it from a particular point of view and is not mm. going to tell them the things that would be helpful to you anyway. And if they did, how do you know your ex is going to hand it on? So it's yeah. it's not mean, it's just sensible. And practical. Um, we all have our own driver's licences. Um, mm-hmm. We, When we're separated, we need our own bank accounts and we need our own lawyers who have our back.
0: And you got to remember, yes, you might upset them by seeing a lawyer, mm. but... It's your future. You're not going to be with that person and it is your future for the rest of your life. And if you miss out on something you're entitled to, say a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, you know, even if it's just twenty thousand, that might make a difference between you getting a house deposit or whatever. So I understand people are afraid to go and see a lawyer sometimes because if they're worried, they'll upset their ex when they're kind of Mm. amicable. But regardless, you maybe you don't even need to tell them. Just go and see someone. That's exactly Um, right. One other thing, Laura. Can I say, yes. though, um, when you have
1: um, got your own legal advice and you tell the other side that you have your own legal advice, it just makes it more of a level playing field and they won't pull as many tricks. If you never get advice, the saddest cases I've seen are people who come to me um, after they've divided everything up and it's finalised and they come to me a couple of years later and go, you know what, I just found out he did this or he had that. Can I go back and get some more? And the answer's no. And that torments some people. They can't move on from that. And so Mm. you need to be able to look yourself in the eye and say, okay, I know I, I looked at it with clear sight and I got what I was entitled to and now I can move on
0: okay so that's for those who haven't got legal advice yet and you don't have to go and sign up and give big thousands of dollars to a trust account you can pay for just a one-off visit Um, and you can listen in our course how to prepare that and get Mm. it all ready so that you get the most out of that free hour or that free 30 minutes or the cheaper hour or the cheaper option so you can just say here's all my information here's what the lawyer is looking for yeah, and, and you know what else
1: you can look you can listen to the lawyer and you can assess whether you're going to be comfortable with them in the long run you can find yes. out if our course gives you a lot of information you'll know instantly if they know what they're talking about and if they're going to mm. be to fight for you yeah that's yes. important
0: and then the other best piece of advice when it comes to lawyers is if you have a lawyer be proactive and educate yourself don't leave it in their hands alone so what do you mean by being proactive
1: okay so it's a bit like don't let it drag on okay so um be on your lawyer what's next what are we doing next get them to give you an idea of the trajectory they're on um if they write a letter and they say something like you know we look forward to your response say no give them till four o'clock on wednesday the such and such like and have a plan we talk about that have a plan for what you do if you don't get the right answer by that date so that you mm. just keep moving it along because it's easy to let it drift particularly now before you start court once it's in court the courts become very proactive since September 21 um but yes your lawyer may have will have lots of other work to do so make sure mm. you're the kind of the noisy one that <laughs>
0: their attention (laughs) lawyers I guess are like uh, I guess a hairdresser in a way you get there's good ones and there's bad ones if you have a lawyer you know make sure they are doing what's right for you if you have educated yourself and you can do it through our course Mm -hmm. or you can do it through listening to our podcast but if you know what's coming up next if you know what the steps are if you know what's happening and your lawyer just is not a great lawyer you will know that whereas Mm. it would be really bad to find out your lawyer's not a great lawyer at the end once you've finished and settled and realized you've been ripped so Mm. Mm. it's super important to be proactive and educate yourself um mum has talked about this before the different types of classes of flights you know you've got your your business class you've got your first class and you've got your economy Economy. if you if you want to pay big big dollars and go first class through divorce and property settlement and you just sit there and sip your tea and let them do it all for you you can do that but it's going to cost you a lot But even still then, you might find that if you're not paying any attention, the air hostess or the pilot might be flying you to a completely different destination. So Mm. you need to make sure no matter what economy, business or first class level you're at, you're paying attention to where the pilot is flying you.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, It's taking
1: responsibility for your case because to your lawyer, you're one of many cases, but to you, it's your only case and your oh, whole and life.
0: Your whole life. It's your whole mm. future. It's everything. And mm. and and like Mum, you've said the percentage difference. Say in the property settlement, uh, the, that they you might be asking for fifty two percent, and you might have actually been entitled to fifty eight percent of the yeah. property pool. And that six percent difference could be what six percent? Well, of, who if, knows? It could, if it's it could a Five
1: hundred thousand dollar property pool so and that wouldn't be hard these days um then mm. isn't it uh every 10 percent is
0: you know that's a lot of money so, yeah so it is a huge difference in that percentage yes. difference so you've yep. got to pay attention and if you know what your lawyers are doing you can help them you can do the detective work you can give them the information if that if they don't know the information exists they might not even use it. Do you know what mm. I mean? So it's mm. a really important... And if your uh, lawyer so- won't
1: cooperate with you doing some work, um, and if they get resentful about you mm. being educated and aware, um, then I think that's a red flag, isn't it?
0: Yes. And we have a whole podcast episode Mm. on red flags with (laughs) lawyers. So check that out. Um, But also in our course, we talk you through how to find a good lawyer, what kind of questions to ask with your lawyer, and how to work with your lawyer so you're saving money at the same time and keeping in control of your course. That's definitely being proactive. So thank you, Mother, for those wonderful pieces of advice. (laughs) and I hope that anyone listening here has been able to take one bit away from that and, and moving forwards, uh, you, your divorce, your property settlement, your children's settlement is going to be so much more easier. And also, I, as we've been mentioning, the Divorce Course, the DIY Divorce Blueprint, is available at the moment. We launched it in our webinar just recently. We're actually, for the first time ever, going to be taking calls. You can book a call with me to discuss whether or not uh, the DIY Divorce Blueprint is a good f- fit for you. Okay. Um, so it's not you legal are, advice, but... not legal advice (laughs) a call to see if our course is a good fit for you um if you are interested jump on our website and book a call uh it's the www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and you can book a 15 minute chat with me and we can talk about whether the divorce course uh, divorce course diy blueprint is a good fit for you and mum of course we are always here on the podcast we will have a new webinar available in two months time if Mm -hmm. you've got an idea for a topic please send it through to us and also. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick shout-out because we have been giving away a free 30-minute phone call with mum to discuss your case uh, and uh, for anyone who has been reviewing our podcasts. And we have had some wonderful reviews lately. And this month we have chosen the following lady, I believe it's a lady, and she has written the following. So mum hasn't heard this. so No. Uh, this the go-to for family law in Australia. This is on the oh Apple my podcast goodness. review. <laughs> we got five stars. Oh you. my goodness. Um, I couldn't think of higher praise to give Laura and Lynn. They have not only been my go-to to get podcast to get advice and information while going through family law, but they have also helped provide guidance on further questions I've asked personally. Without this podcast, I don't think I've ever been able to manage this conveyor belt myself. It feels like having Laura and Lynn on my team in my corner. And suddenly, I don't feel like we my my new partner and I are so alone during this emotionally and physically draining time oh. i can honest I can honestly say I've listened to each episode multiple times oh <laughs> taking <laughs> taking notes at times yes um going back to remind myself of the details but also the assurances that this too will end and keep our heads above water while we go through this process. Oh. Thank you both for your advice, words of guidance and your kindness. And that is so super mum. So so super mum, you get to talk to oh, my goodness. super mum. Oh that's uh, a lovely shoot, thing. Shoot shoot us an email at the at gmail.com and we will uh, arrange that phone call with mum so you can talk about your case. But thank you so much for all the wonderful reviews we've had oh, this month. If lovely. you'd like your opportunity to speak to mum next month for July, all you have to do is give us a review. So (laughs) hopefully a good one. (laughs) Thank you, Mum, so much. Thank you, Mum, so much for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Laura. Bye, darling. Bye, everyone. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.